This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 173. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 173. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hey, Shameless Moms. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to join me in the Surviving to Thriving Summit. This is a free online summit that my friend Emma O'Brien is hosting that starts on October 30th. So the Surviving to Thriving Summit is all about how to rock motherhood, juggle a career, and be happy, confident, in control of your life. So like I said, my friend Emma O'Brien is hosting this. She created this online event to help busy moms because she knows from experience how challenging it can be. And she believes that every mom deserves to thrive and enjoy their life with confidence. I totally resonate with all of this, of course, and I wanted to support her in her mission. So I am doing one of her interviews. She has over 20 guests lined up for 30 minute interviews that start on October 30th, where all of her guests share our best insights, our strategies and our practical steps to help you thrive in motherhood and beyond. Some of the great things that you can expect during the Surviving to Thrive Summit are discovering what's holding you back and how to shift it, finding better balance between work and life and all the things you actually want to do, parenting the peaceful way, so discipline without punishment or yelling, how to feel more confident, and techniques to re-energize and reconnect with yourself, including your sex drive, and so much more. So she has a lot of really cool things happening. I really, really enjoyed the interview that we recorded, and I know she has other fantastic guests lined up. So if you are interested interested in popping over and tuning into the Surviving to Thriving Summit, 
go ahead and hop on over to the surviving to thriving summit.com forward slash Sarah S-A-R-A. There's no H on my name. So that again, that's the surviving to thriving summit.com forward slash Sarah S-A-R-A. And Emma will get you all set up for all of access to everything in the summit. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into today's show. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. So I'm going to kick off this week right and bright by kicking your butt a little. I'm going to be honest. I'm ready to kick your butt because my butt has been kicked today. So I mean, let me just go ahead and pass the love along. Vinny's homesick today. My husband's out of town. I have multiple interviews scheduled. I have a couple phone calls scheduled. I have a lot going on. I don't really have like spot for a sick kid to be scheduled into my day. So we're just making this work. It's actually going okay. And Vinny, luckily he's five now. So he actually like, if he's sick, he's more than happy to just lay on the couch and watch TV. So I'm letting him do that. (laughs) And I'm getting some stuff done that needs to get done. So I'm recording this on Thursday, a few days before you're listening. And I have really booked few days. And then next week is a travel week for me. I'm going to Nashville to meet with my business coaching group where I get coached on how to be a better leader and a better business owner and a better powerhouse of inspiration. Even when sometimes I don't feel like being all super inspiring and peppy. It happens. I know. So that's why I have to constantly surround myself with people who are doing bigger and better things than me, because it just continues to make me really, really excited about the potential that I have to impact lives. Because if I was just sitting doing this by myself without the support of a really powerful network and without mentors, it would not happen. I would be sitting here probably watching some HGTV with Vinny while he is on the couch sick instead of trying to accomplish my goals. That said, Vinny and I have spent some quality time together today. We have discovered the Magic Treehouse books. So we are all about Jack and Annie right now. And we were given, I think, the first four books Vinny got for his birthday. And then I found out there's like 50 of them. So I'm kind of excited about this. I'm like, I'm committed. I'm all in. So I'm looking forward to this whole Jack and Annie conquest. So I know some of you can relate. And if you can't, if you aren't familiar with Magic Treehouse books and Jack and Annie, they are early reading chapter books. And so Vinny can't read them yet, but I'm reading them to him. And it's been really fun to read something that's a little bit longer than a superhero story. So that's been fun. So what I want to talk about today is the beauty of a backup plan, because today has been all about a backup plan for me. Even with my husband being gone for most of this week, a lot of things have been all about the backup plan. I think, especially for someone like me who really thrives on routine and thrives on predictability, I had to learn the hard way about backup plans because I used to be someone who like, if my plan got derailed, it was extremely angsty for me and it took me a long time to recover. I don't do well with spontaneity. Like I've gotten better having a kid changes that because, oh my God, kids are nothing if not spontaneous, but I have really had to struggle to be a little more adaptable and flexible and resourceful when things fall apart. And I would definitely credit motherhood with helping a lot with that. But also I would credit being an entrepreneur makes you definitely have to be more adaptable, more flexible, more resourceful as well. For me, where I see the power of a backup plan is that it allows me to not feel derailed, even when things go sideways. It allows me to just be like, oh, okay, so if we're not going to go from step one to step two, then we're going to go from like step one to step one A or whatever. So I immediately just can like shift gears rather than spending a lot of time wasting energy on 
step two falling apart. And that's really powerful because it used to be that when plans would get derailed, I would spend a lot of time focusing and fixated on what had gone wrong and could I fix it and change it and whatever. And now I can just pivot a lot more easily. So that has been really powerful. And I really want to encourage other people to do that as well. And I see this happening a lot with my gym members. When things don't go the way they planned, everything can fall apart in terms of gym goals, fitness goals, nutrition goals. And so this has been something that I've been talking to. I have some gym members right now who are going through a transformation program. So it's a four week program. So we've been talking about these kinds of things in that group. And then Vinny getting sick this week and kind of having everything be a little more chaotic than I had expected. I was like, this is like where I'm at right now. This is what I'm talking about in all areas of my life. So this is what we're going to podcast about. But I think it's really powerful because I think that these are the kinds of things that happen all the time. We set out to accomplish something that we're really excited about and like life happens and that's just the way the world works. So I actually tell my transformation members now when we started a four week program, I tell them right away, I'll be sitting there with a group of 40 people and I'm like, in the first week, someone's going to hurt their knee. Someone else is going to get the flu. Someone else is going to have a super sick kid and like someone else is going to have to go out of town unexpectedly because that's just what happens when you're like, I'm going to dive into something. I'm going to go all in on this plan the universe will try to take that away from you. I've seen it happen. Now, I'm not saying to like be a total skeptic and wait for bad things to happen. I'm just saying it happens a lot. So what you can do is plan for that. Plan to have these curveballs and be like, okay, like if a curveball happens, what am I going to do? So a great example of this is when you set out to have some sort of workout plan, workout routine, what happens if that plan gets destroyed by some life circumstance? So for example, you tell your husband, I'm going to go to the gym three days this week at 6am, go to a class, go do my own thing, whatever, but I'm going to go to the gym. And then like the day after you tell him that you are up all night with a crying baby, a sick kid, a child with an ear infection, whatever. And you're like, I don't want to get up and go to the gym. I'm not setting my alarm for 545 in the morning when I've been up all night. So could a backup plan be Instead of going to the gym at six, at seven o'clock, I'm going to give myself the extra hour of sleep if your schedule allows that. And then at seven o'clock, when I get up, I'm going to do 10 minutes of jumping jacks, squats, and push-ups. And I'm just going to do as many as I can over and over for 10 minutes. So maybe it's like 30 jumping jacks, 10 squats, five push-ups, and then you start it right over again with the jumping jacks. Maybe it's 60 jumping jacks, 20 squats, and 10 push-ups. And you repeat that as many times as you can for 10 minutes. You set the timer for 10 minutes, you blast some music, and you knock it out. That is a great backup plan, right? You still got in your workout. You got in a little bit of extra sleep. So there's this great compromise where your personal goal of getting in a workout or getting to the gym didn't have to be dismantled and crushed and taken away just because of a life circumstance of your kid being up all night, right? This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat 
chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners, can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, It's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So just because a plan can't be executed exactly as you planned it doesn't mean you need to throw the plan out the window. So that's a great backup plan for missing a workout. What about if you find yourself out and about over the lunch hour and you are trying to set really good intentions around your nutrition and you're trying to eat really wholesome foods and foods that fuel you really well and foods that support good energy all day long. So you find yourself out and about running errands and you are starving, you are ready for lunch and you know you're not going to be home for an hour or two. Instead of hitting up the drive-thru, which would be really easy, could you maybe stop at a grocery store instead and grab some deli meat, a piece of fruit, and a plain Greek yogurt? So instead of missing the lunch that you had at home that you had been thinking you were going to be able to go home and make and keep really healthy and in accordance with your nutrition goals, instead of letting that fall apart by hitting the drive-thru, your backup plan is like, oh, I can just go over here to the grocery store, grab these three things feel totally well-fueled and energized and satisfied for the afternoon and not have to give in to fast food or something that's not going to help me toward that goal, toward my nutrition goal. So again, really powerful, right? What about 
when you wake up and you have a really full day and your kid is sick. So speaking from experience, I've learned to adapt to this because it's happened. It just happened a few weeks ago, like three days in a row. And I'll be honest, early on when Vinny would stay home from school or daycare when he was sick, I would be a little bitter because it definitely comes down on my plate more than my husband's. And he required a lot more attention when this would happen when he was like two because he wouldn't sit and watch TV. So I would have to like, it would really, really throw my day for a huge loop. It doesn't as much now, but what I do do when this happens is first of all, I automatically go to like the blessing in it where I'm like, well, you know, at least we're going to get some snuggles on the couch, which I really love. And he certainly is not giving those out for free when he's feeling good. So I'm like, okay, so we're going to get in some snuggles today. So I'm kind of excited about that. (laughs) And then also I just immediately think like, what are the two or three things that have to get done today? And what are the things that just aren't going to get done? And maybe that's canceling things. Maybe that's bailing on some stuff. Maybe that's putting things off until next week. Maybe that's just flat out saying to someone, saying no to someone like I can't do this and I'm not going to do it next week. I just cannot do this. Life circumstances have gotten in the way and I need to just take this off my schedule. So for me, I was able to do that today where I prioritize the things that really needed to get done and I've let some other things fall off the wayside. There's some emails that will not be replied to today. That's okay. Tomorrow is a really book day for me as well. If Vinny's sick again, I'm going to have to do some more rescheduling, but I also knew that like I couldn't just take all the things from today and reschedule them to tomorrow. So some of the things that were going to be done today are just not going to get done and that's okay. So that's all right. And with that, I've just made peace with like, this is just how it's going to be. And onward we go. The other piece of that is also, I'm not going to sit in a place of mom guilt because I'm sitting in my office working today while my kid is watching TV. And I'm also going to be totally cool with giving my kids some flexibility. So like if he wants to watch two movies in a row, cool, go ahead and watch like three to four hours of TV. I'm fine with that. And trust me, this has not always been my attitude about TV. Also, if he wants to, like, we didn't eat lunch till like two o'clock today. And I was just like, I'm going to follow his lead. I'm going to work while he's letting me work. I'm going to do work. And then I'm not going to eat till he's ready to eat. So we waited until like two o'clock. I was starving, by the way. But when he was ready to eat at two o'clock, we ate. And then we did some reading for a while. And now he's sleeping while I record this. So I'm letting him have the flexibility that he wants and letting him be the boss of some things. And then I'm also like being really flexible around his privileges with screens and things like that. So that's part of my backup plan. The beauty of my backup plan is screen time. (laughs) I'll be super honest about that. There's also major life circumstances where the beauty of a backup plan can be really powerful. And I've talked a little bit about some of these things, but I want to share some of them again. Then there's also some things that I will share beyond what I've shared in the past. But so a perfect example, a major life situation where I needed to make sure I had a backup plan going into it was our situation with fertility. So when we went to do IVF, I was really clear that if this doesn't work, if we're going to be a one kid family, that my backup plan is we're booking a trip to Europe. So we did that. And that gave me something where I was like, if this one thing I'm going down, this one path I'm going down doesn't work out, how am I going to remedy that in my mind? How am I going to make that feel okay? And my solution was I'm going to do something that I couldn't do if IVF had worked. So we booked this trip to Europe, which we just did in early September. 
which is right after we would have actually had a baby if IVF had worked. So that timing was kind of interesting. We didn't totally plan that timing to be exactly like that, but it's just how it worked out. But it was kind of interesting timing. And I felt like that timing was really positive and impactful when it came to happen. And when we actually went on that trip, it like was kind of some good resolution around that whole situation because that was a challenging time for me when we got to that time when I was like, oh, if IVF had worked, we would be having a baby right now. Like I struggled with that for sure. So it actually was really helpful to have this trip booked at the time that it was. So that was our plan around that. I've shared with you before, I think, about a colleague of mine who had tried many times to get pregnant and had a number of miscarriages. And she and her husband set this deadline and they were like, okay, by it was one of her birthdays. It might've been like her 40th or 41st birthday or something. And they were like, if this hasn't worked, then we are going to be committed to living a life we couldn't live if we'd had children. And so that's what they did. And they have lived a really cool life and they are living a really cool life. I follow her on social media. She's moved a number of times around the country now, done really cool jobs, done some cool travel. Like every time I see her on social media, I'm like, yes, like she's doing it. She's living the life that she promised herself as her backup plan. And it's really cool to see that play out. Another situation. So what is your backup plan professionally? Because things happen, right? We fall out of love with our careers. We fall out of love with our bosses. <laughs> like things just shift. I know for me, I've always been really conscientious of backup plans because I've been in work environments that, and this is like the feisty part of me, but I've been in work environments where I was like, I'm not standing for this. So I better figure out what my next plan is. Like, what is my next step? Because I'm not working for this person for that long. And it's kind of funny. Like I felt like that at my hospital job. And I knew at my hospital job, when I was working at the psychiatric hospital, I knew that I wanted to get into a different field, um, but I also couldn't stand upper management at the hospital. Thought some of the stuff that they did was just inappropriate and like not in line of ethically serving mental health patients in terms of the way they use their resources and things like that. It wasn't anything like horrible or abusive to the patients as much as it was just like a misuse of resources, I felt. So in that situation, I was like, okay, what is my backup plan? What am I going to do? How can I maximize my opportunities here while I figure out my next step? So that's what I did. I went back to school and I started working different positions at that hospital that allowed me to be in school full time, but still make enough money to survive. So that was my backup plan. Once I started working as a personal trainer, I always worked out of more than one location because I never wanted all my eggs in one basket because I worked at a lot of places. This is kind of a funny, weird thing. I found that like everywhere I worked, gym owners, not awesome people. They all had really like less than desirable leadership skills and personality traits. And so not all of them, I shouldn't say. There was definitely a couple of really great people, but the overwhelming majority of the gym owners that I worked for and when I was working in a number of different gym environments were really not awesome. So what I did is I split my time between two locations for years and those two locations changed and shifted. But there was times when I was like, okay, I'm going to be over here doing personal training. I'm over here teaching spin classes and I'm over here doing like group stuff and a little more personal training on the side. So I had like multiple locations so that if one thing fell through, I knew I had somewhere else to go and make money. And that was really important to me. Like I needed to have that because I really felt like there was literally like a couple of those people where I was like, if they like sidestep too much, I'm out of here. Like I will walk off the job, which 
actually practically pretty much ended up happening at one of the locations. So one of the gym owners, it was a couple, and they were basically totally verbally abusive to their staff. And at one point I was like, okay, I'm totally done. So I actually, in that situation, I gave myself a timeline. I gave myself six months and I was like, okay, over the course of the next six months, you build up your clientele as fast as you can. And then when you leave, you try to take as many of those people as you can with you. So over the course of six months, I became the most booked female trainer at that gym. And when I left, all except for one of my clients came with me. So I set a goal. And then when I left, I like wrote one sentence letter to the owners and was like, yeah, so Friday I'm out. Cheers. (laughs) And all my people came with me. It was great. So I had a plan and I had my plan of like getting out. I had a plan of how to do that strategically. So that was part of my backup plan. But then I also along the way was always at this another location with a really amazing studio owner who I still adore. And I always thought like, if things get too bad too fast, I can always just put everything into this other studio location if I need to. That geographically would have been a little bit challenging, but I could have done it. So that never ended up having to happen, but I was able to move and stay in the same neighborhood where I had been building clientele at the bigger gym. So before I gave the owners notice, very short notice. So that was my backup plan. I want you to think about professionally, like what is your backup plan? And your backup plan is going to be very different if you have a corporate traditional kind of a job. I say corporate and traditional, I kind of mean like if you have like a Monday through Friday, nine to five type of job versus if you have more of an entrepreneurial job. But your backup plan, if you have a corporate job, might be that you make sure your LinkedIn is up to date, that you make sure that your resume is up to date. I know people that do this very routinely in the tech world because things change so fast And opportunities, especially in the Seattle area, it's like an opportunity can come your way at any time. And you want to be ready, like in a snap to send that resume off and have your portfolio ready and just be like, here I am, I'm amazing and I am ready for you. And so keeping that stuff up to date can be really, really powerful. The other thing is when you keep that stuff up to date, you are always preparing yourself and thinking ahead to like, am I doing the best that I can for me right now? Am I doing the best? Is the situation that I'm in right now optimal or am I settling? So when you're constantly updating your portfolio, your resume, your LinkedIn profile, like all those things, you're kind of checking in with yourself. Like how happy am I? How content am I? How much longer do I want to stay here? So that's a really great way to kind of check in with yourself and really see, do you still want to do what you're doing? This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever. And your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you. And you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories 
to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless If you're in more of an entrepreneurial situation, like I have always been, or I have been for many years now, for 14 years now, you might split your time and your resources. And so for me, I did this between two gyms when I was personal training. Like I just said, I trained out of two gyms. I often was teaching spin classes at one or two other gyms. So I was kind of bouncing around a lot, which I really loved. I also currently as a gym owner, make sure that I also have multiple streams of income related to my gym so that if membership numbers drop off, where else is money coming from? So that's really strategic because I have bills to pay and I have five trainers to give paychecks to every month. So it's really, really important to me that like things need to be at a certain place. The bank account needs to be at a certain level at all times to support that. That's a huge responsibility that I take really, really seriously. So I make sure that I have multiple streams of income to support the gym and to support my life. So if there's a month where the gym doesn't do super awesome, where am I paying myself from? Because there's definitely times that that happens where I'm like, hmm, paid all the trainers. Am I going to pay me? (laughs) And there's money left over, but sometimes it's a little more slim than other times. And it's nice to be able to have different places to pull income from and different places where I think I've talked before, like I'm a savings account stasher. So like I stash money in secret places. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to pay myself as much this month and I'm going to pull some money from over here and pull some money from over here and be resourceful in different ways. Also with the birth of the podcast, I have been very resourceful, flexible, adaptable in terms of how am I managing time? I have my eggs in two buckets right now in two baskets between the gym and the podcast. 
And it's sometimes very difficult to juggle both of those. But I also know that I like having my eggs in both of those baskets for right now. Like that makes the most sense for me. And that feels very safe. The only reason I was able to start a podcast was because I had income from the gym that allowed me to be financially stable and secure to take on a new project. So now that the podcast has become a business of its own through sponsorship and through running programs for you guys and through doing coaching with you all, now that that is happening and now it's its own business, I can look again at where am I spending my time between the gym and the podcast and where does it make sense for me to spend the most amount of my time and where do I enjoy spending the most amount of my time? So looking at my backup plan for the gym and the podcast becomes really crucial because I have to be really aware on a daily basis where my responsibilities lie. If I need to pay my trainers every month, I need to make sure that I don't neglect the gym if I'm real fired up about the podcast. By the same token, if I want this podcast to be taken seriously, I can't neglect the podcast just because things are crazy at the gym. So like when the gym flooded a couple weeks ago, it was a little nutty. I will be honest. It was like super, super stressful to get that all situated and like keep the business running while we had no flooring. And it was like definitely a little overwhelming. But I also knew that if I want my podcast to be taken seriously, like skipping a week of episodes because something happened at the gym was not an option. So my backup plan had to come into play at that time where I was like, okay, like how can I get my podcast stuff done as quickly as possible this week or kind of on like the outskirts of my week so that I can spend as much time as possible dealing with this gym emergency. So Always knowing that there's a backup plan is really, really powerful and always just having this like, and I think motherhood again has prepared me so beautifully for that because so many things do go sideways that you're just like, oh, okay. You know, if something doesn't go as planned, you're like, oh, I can just shift gears in this direction. And I think that that is an amazing skill to have rather than being like, oh, well, I'm just going to quit. Like, oh, well, I'm not going to make it to the gym at 6am because my kid was up all night. So I'm just not going to work out. Like, no, that's not being resourceful. That's not being adaptable. That's not being a badass. So I don't really let excuses get in my way. Now, that's not to say there's not a time to like lay down and be like enough is enough and I'm going to skip my workout. There's definitely a time for that. But for the most part, I don't let things get in my way. I don't let things stop me. I really, it's important to me to be adaptable and resourceful and unstoppable as I approach goals and as I work towards goals and as I tackle things in life, because I like that feeling of momentum and that feeling of accomplishment. So it's worth it to me to do things that are a little uncomfortable sometimes and challenge myself in different ways, like skipping the drive through and stopping at the grocery store for lunch, if that gets me closer to a goal, right? So some of the benefits of your backup plan. So we talked about the beauty of a backup plan, gave you a lot of examples there. The benefits of your backup plan are going to be obviously that like things still get done that you otherwise wouldn't have gotten done. You actually get closer to your goals, even if it's slower, even if it's on a different time frame, even if it's to a lesser degree, things still get done. The other beautiful thing is that you have less anxiety because if you have this backup plan, you're like always in your mind, you're like, I already know, like I already know what I'm going to do if things fall apart right now. I already know that I have the resources within me to do the next right thing. I think that what happens when, when you start to see yourself as being resourceful in that way is that you get a huge confidence boost because when you see yourself as being resourceful, you feel so much more powerful in every situation. I think another benefit of a backup plan is always feeling prepared. So when you always feel prepared and resourceful, you're like, oh, okay, universe, you're going to throw me that ball today. Cool. I got it. I'm on it. No problem. And so like, that's not easy, but when you practice that enough, 
it becomes so much easier and nothing can make you fall apart. I definitely used to be a person who could like open an email at eight o'clock at night and panic about something that someone said to me and not sleep all night and like be crying in the morning about the whole thing. And now, first of all, I try not to open emails at eight o'clock at night. I really try to not get in my inbox after dinner. But also when something happens, and this actually has happened very recently, like as in the last three days, when I get an email that could be potentially upsetting or potentially like make me just heightened in terms of emotion or anxiety or stress, I am much more quick to be able to build a little bit of a wall to buffer that and be like, you know what, I'm putting that in the compartment for tomorrow because that doesn't need to be addressed right now. Or I can respond right away and be like, okay, like, you know, here's the response and like cut it off right there and really attack the issue right away. So feeling resourceful in either direction that I can like attack the issue head on, deal with it, it's done, or that I can put it in a box and put it away till tomorrow. So feeling that I'm always prepared and resourceful in that way really boosts my confidence in challenging moments. And I actually was just doing a Facebook live with one of my private groups for the gym the other day about just knowing that everything's going to be okay. So when you have that backup plan, the beauty of having a backup plan is that, you know, like no matter what, everything's going to be okay because you've seen yourself as someone who's resourceful, who's flexible, who's adaptable. And so you know that like, no matter what happens, you're going to be okay, that everything can fall apart. Things can crumble right out from underneath you and everything's going to be okay. Also being adaptable, super important life skill. I think that, you know, I've talked before, I talked about this at length with Julia Freeland in our episode in her interview a month or two ago. But one of the things that she talked about was all the life skills that moms have that make them great CEOs. And I would say being a flexible and adaptable and resourceful, like right up there at the top of the most powerful skill sets you can have as a CEO. And those come from momming. Like dudes don't have those skills in the same way as moms and as women, I would say, but especially as moms. So really embracing, like I am adaptable. I am flexible. I am resourceful. I can do these things. No one can pull the rug out from under me because I can handle anything that comes my way. And it's literally about self talking your way through that rather than letting yourself crumble with self doubt when things go other than you planned. The last benefit of your backup plan is having a greater sense of ease in life. I am not someone who picks like a word of the year. It's just never been my thing. I've just never done it. I've known a lot of other people who like my word for 2017 is love or freedom or independence or whatever. But I think that's a great idea. If you want to do that, I think it's totally fine. I've just never taken the time to do it. But I think I'm going to pick a word for 2018 because I heard someone else talking about this word recently. And I was like, I think that needs to be my word. That maybe needs to be like my first word of the year ever. So your final benefit to your backup plan is a greater sense of ease in your life. And I think that ease needs to be my word for 2018. Because with ease, you can exhale and you can keep moving forward even when things are hard. You can enjoy more things. So I've just been really, really considering how to incorporate more ease into my life. And I'm not someone who like sits in ease or sits at ease. Like, I'm a little high strung. Maybe you've noticed. I mean, I do talk really fast, right? It's kind of obvious that I'm a high strung. So ease is not my strength, but I think I really want to focus on that because I want more ease in my life. And a lot of that I've been focusing on routines so much in the last year and a half and focusing on routines that bring me ease. And so I was like, okay, like I'm really into this word right now. So that might be my 2018 word, but at any rate, I think that greater ease in life is a huge benefit of having a backup plan. So 
There you have it. The beauty of a backup plan, the benefits of a backup plan, lots of good stuff covered in here. I hope this was helpful. Please do share this episode with other mamas who might need a backup plan, who might be feeling like they're falling apart right now and might need a little support. You can share this episode by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 173 to get the link to the episode. Or even easier, take a screenshot of the episode from your phone and tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Instagram or Facebook. And I will go and put the episode link in your comments if you want. Actually, it'll show the episode link right in the photo, but I will post the podcast information if you would like me to. And I will comment back to you immediately because I love to be tagged in everything. (laughs) And I mean, there's nothing I love more than wasting time on social media. And actually, it's not even wasting time. It's building relationships, right? No. So I try to not waste time, but I do try to really build relationships. So when I get tagged, I always do respond. So there's that. I would appreciate you sharing this episode. Lastly, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. So please do come back in two days for an interview with my friend and my coaching client, Maria Alcoke. I'm super excited to have her on the show. My first coaching client who's coming on the show, and she's going to talk about her life as a shameless mom, how we started working together, what she's been working on. She's doing some really cool stuff, and it's been really, really fun to be a part of her journey. So I'm really excited to, I get to brag about her a little bit, but she also, I know, will be a big inspiration to you all because she's doing things that I think a lot of mamas want to do, but might be a little bit scared to start taking steps towards. So you're going to be super inspired by her story. So come back for that on Wednesday. And no matter what you do between now and Wednesday, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.